Hey everybody, how's it going? It's Daniel. I'm just kicking back and I was uh, just thinking about some stuff. I talk out loud to God. I talk out loud to the Lord. Me and him have conversations. I hear his voice in my in my mind and my heart. You know, in this space in between your your head and your heart and your solar plex area. Um, actually, a little lower than that even. But um, yeah, I guess it's uh, the great receiving area. <laughs> Uh, in our bodies, um, their systems. When I looked at our systems, I talk about chakras sometimes, and, it's, and it's, the reason why it's just a, it's a way to, they. When you look at the human body through the spirit, you see a completely different picture. Usually, egg we're egg shaped, kind of light, <laughs> and then there's lights that run down the center that are huge, but there's lights coming off of us. They're like uh, places where light comes out and goes in, and some have color. And if you look at them, you can tell what color they're supposed to be and when they're off. And you can see that. I can see that in the layers of, of people when I come up to minister and do ministry. You can see where they're hurting at. And I listen to God. I go, I, I just, this is what I do every time. I just, every single time I do this. I made this a habit. And it's a good habit. I went to the scriptures where Jesus did his greatest, one of his greatest miracles, which is raising people from the dead. Okay, so when he raises Lazarus from the dead, he actually demonstrates how to do it. How to pray with faith. Right there, and it's a beautiful picture. It's a wonderful... I was going to talk about something else, too. <laughs> Spirit got this one. Woo! Spirit got a hold of this one. Um, so, anyway, uh, things look different through your eyes when, you, when you're looking at them, and you're going, wow, what am I looking at? What do I see? This is what I do. I go, I go what am I seeing? And you'll, and you'll tell me. And you'll tell me this infirmary right here or wherever, and you'll tell me what to do. I'll say, okay, so what should I do? And he says, sometimes he'll say, sing to it in the Spirit. Sometimes he'll say, just sing a hymn. Sometimes he'll, he'll say, uh, actually, he only did that once, actually. I did Amazing Grace, which is my favorite. But, uh, yeah, anyway, whew, Grace. <laughs> grace, whew, good stuff. Um, so, anyway, I come up, and I, like, I ask him, I say, hey, man, what should I do here? And he goes, he told me, I said, Lord, what, what do I got to do here? And I told him, I'll sing to it. Sometimes I'll blow on it. Sometimes, like, one of my buddy had a knee, blew on it. Another person will say, sing a song to him. Uh, if, you take, if I take my guitar... And uh, the Julie story, um, the rest of that story, I realized I didn't tell the rest of that story. <laughs> so um, in that story, you know, I, the Lord had told me beforehand that she, that she was in a hospital, and I went to go find her, and I could, I, you know, called around to find her. I couldn't find her, but she called me, like, right after I hung up the phone and um, said, I'm in a hospital. And I said, where are you at? She said, St. Luke's. Oh, man, I called down there. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> I said, I see what's going on. And I said, yeah, cool. I'll be down in a little while. So I went down to see her. She wanted me to visit her. Asked me if I'd pray for her. I said, yeah. And uh, he says, bring the guitar with you. And so I did. I took it down. And I, I'm used to be able to just pick up the guitar and just play my own songs on him and just mess around with the chords and find something and, and off the cuff just go with it. And, you know, and, and given that ability to do that, I don't know why, but I have it. But it's fun. It's great. So I don't have to actually take a written song or anything. I just, the knowledge comes out of my heart, the, the song does. And the cool thing about music, now, I love music. You know, you guys know that. Music surrounds us. It's like right up here. You can hear it. It's in the air. Sometimes I can hear violins and cellos playing in here. Sometimes even in the middle of the night when it's dead and quiet, there'll be a symphony going on above my head. I, I'm not kidding you. Sometimes I'll lay there going, I'll open my eyes and going, wow, this is wild. I get, I'm a visual person too. And a lot of sometimes my visual uh, perceptors see things with cartoons too as well. <laughs> It's just that way, especially when I'm doing a lot of artwork, because I'm an artist too, and I got a whole buttload of digital artwork I've been working on, 
for years, uh, 20 years or so. And I've built up a pretty good stash of them. Uh, really nice. They turn into beautiful posters about the size of, uh, like, they're actually bigger. The size of your 32-inch uh, TV is the size I work with on the, on the computer. That's how I, make, how I make them. I make them in that. So when they show up on the TV, they're like, boom. They are, too. I got them on YouTube. Uh, a lot of them are in my songs that I put on YouTube. I got all that, you know, those music on YouTube that, that's just sitting there uh, just waiting, waiting for the right moment, I guess. Some of it, some people like, most people don't really go there. You know, I, got, I don't know if it's about advertising or whatever, but I just put stuff on there because I needed a place online to just hold it, you know, and just keep it there and leave it there. And um, I've got uh, everything on discs, so, too. So, anyway, when I see something, when it comes down, it, it comes down to just kind of like I'm in my space working, in my workspace, kind of comes that same way, you know. And so my dreams are like that, too. It's really cool. Not all of them, though. Uh, most of them are natural. And, and in the different realms, of you, I'm different people or different things. You know, you know, doing different things. Like, it's, everything's different except for a few of those ones that when they come up the same, I know what to look for. You know, what's going on. There's something that's got me stuck in a loop or something, and I need to move from the loop out. You know, and, and that's the time that you, you pay attention to that. You, you, if you catch what, what's going on and really see what's being said in the spirit, you'll see that, that um, that's also a heads up. You know, heads up, we're going to take a turn, and you need to go this way. Like, okay. So things are going to get a little different, you know, and that's... The beauty of, of waking up, and <laughs> this brings me back to Julie, and also to my original topic, too. Thank you, Jesus. That was cool. <laughs> so I'm sitting here. I said to one of my guys, man, I took the guitar. He goes, yes, I took the guitar. I went down to the hospital, saw her. I went in, gave her a hug, was talking to her. And right away, when I walked in the door, when I walked into the hospital, it was really busy downstairs. You get on the elevator, it's a little bit more contained. You get up into the room, it's more, even more private. It gets, you know, narrowed down to that room, one spot, right? And I'm watching these different scenes go on. You go into the front of the hospital, and it's, like, chaotic. And everybody's, but, but it's business, right? You know, it's all good. Not too bad, not too, you know, but kind of busy. And you go, as you're going up in the elevator with people, <clears throat> not very much conversation. It shouldn't be, unless you're, unless you, um, Unless somebody wants to talk to you or something like that, you know, and ask you a question because we really know nobody really knows each other. And I'm thinking, man, we went from a place where it's all just real busy, with a lot of people that don't know each other, to a place where we're confined. We don't know each other. And the people downstairs where they don't know each other, we're talking. It's a business. See, so you got these different atmospheres. I'm walking through these atmospheres, going, "There's a trip." The elevator started getting hot while we're going up. We only went up a couple floors, but <clears throat> excuse me. But um, the elevator started getting hot and. Uh, and inside of it, and that was because of me, because <laughs> all of a sudden, I, when I got in the elevator, I went, I got hot, heat hot from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet, man, I mean, I was burning up, and I could feel the energy coming up off the earth, because I, I do a lot of breathing exercises now, you got to do this stuff, guys, if you want to wake up, you need to breathe, you need to do your breathing exercises, make it a routine, daily routine, blow, breathe in, blow out, <clears throat> yeah, excuse me, my throat's a little, it's kind of smoky outside, I got to close my door. <laughs> Just a little ambient noise for you. Um, door closing. <laughs> anyway, so I go into the hospital room. I get out of the elevator, go to the hospital room, and um, I notice as I'm walking, it just felt like this pressure all of a sudden came around me. It, and it usually does most of the time, except for from outside. Sometimes it'll come with wind. It'll pass right through me and go, Phew. like, wow, that's cool. I, I, I believe that's the angels working with us. Anyway, um, I, I'm standing there. I get out of the elevator. I'm walking. I notice the pressure's changing. As I'm walking, 
and this pressure coming around me, and I could feel the the warmth on my back too. It was like like, like really intense. I walked in the room, and just and it was kind of cool in there, and it was just heated up. I'm like, wow. I noticed that too. I was like, wow, is it gonna rain in here? Because it was kind of cool in here. You know, the air conditioning's on there and stuff, and and uh, it rained in my room once, man. I'm not kidding you, did. Got that hot. It's crazy. So anyway, I'm, I always know when the heat's on me that you know he's gonna do a healing, a specific healing. You know, he's gonna heal the body in some way. You know, and um, she she told me when I got in there what she, what she was dealing with. She said it was a heart infection. She didn't tell me she had a brain tumor too. And she didn't tell me that until a few years ago. And uh, this has been like this is back in the 2000 something, 2000. I don't know. She was in the hospital in the 2000s back there, early 2000s. 2006 maybe 2005 six seven or something like that wait no I see I was I couldn't walk in 2006 so it wasn't then it was a little later it was uh, 2008 yeah I couldn't walk too I, a couple times God healed my legs he healed my ankles uh, he's working on this one right here <clears throat> some healings happen by miracle bam they're over with some happen over time it takes time and but he, but you gotta trust him out and uh, my your body body has a natural healing ability in it too as well that it'll ride itself if, if if it's under the right conditions but you gotta get it it's hard to get it under the right conditions in this kind of lifestyle that we all live this fast paced everywhere you know and doing things in a hurry and it's just not good for everybody or is that the body so I go in the room and I'm praying for I go I, I, and this is how I approach the prayer the same way Father thank you for always hearing me when I pray I know that I can have what I Ask for it because you hear me, and I know that, and I thank you for this, in Jesus' name. But you can fill him, and in the name of Jesus, be healed, and I touch her. And I, it doesn't matter if you're a believer or you're not. I don't care. I don't, he, the Lord's not biased. Man, I've told people, some people say, well, I'm not a believer. I go, doesn't take your faith. I, I, I got plenty for both of us. <laughs> Believe me, I got plenty for a bunch of people, you know. And, you know, and we just keep going and doing this. The reason why I have that faith is because I know from the buildup, from when I'm sitting in my chair just kicking back, going, minding my own business, doing my own thing, you know, right, reading a book or whatever, and all of a sudden he goes, <clears throat> Daniel, you got to go do this, man. We got to go on a mission. Come on, let's go. He'll say something like that, or he'll say, dude, let's go. Get my attention. He calls me dude sometimes, too. I call him dude, though, too. He'll call you the dude. That's cool. He's so cool, man. Yeah, I mean, dude, ah, oh, Jesus rocks, man. I mean, he's so cool. Oh, he doesn't throw shit in your face. Okay, right there. Now, just that statement right there is going to offend some people. Because I use cuss word and I'm supposed to be a believer. They'll say, oh, you're supposed to be a Christian. No. He's <laughs> putting rules on me, man. I'm me. You're you. We're all each, we're not each other. I'm not him. I'm not you, so I don't think like you. Don't put your crap on, don't put that toxic crap on me. Try to knock me back down. Make me make me try to try to make me feel feel humility or something like that when you have no place to because you're not my judge. You know, God gave me my book. You know, I got my book. Yeah, people go, what do you mean your book? You got a book. Everybody has a book. We have an owner's manual, and it's not the Bible. It's not the Bible. You have a personal book, and some of us don't have that book, and we're looking for it. We know we're supposed to have it. Some people have found it and are, are waking up. Some people are awake. That's that's basically it right there in a nutshell. And the Spirit, man, He wants to work through us, not against us, but also for us too as well. 
You know, there's times where I've, I've literally been driving down the freeway and somebody flipped in front of me because we live in snow country up here. And they flipped in front of me. I mean, literally spun out in front of me with a trailer. This one guy did it with a trailer. This happened a couple times right in front of me. Guys always protected me in those kind of situations. If it wasn't me doing it or the like person in the car with me that was driving, doing something wrong, if we weren't doing anything wrong, we're fine. But if we, would, you know, if we did something wrong, I paid for a few of those. I didn't get any wrecks, though. Not having any wrecks. If I had a couple of bumpers behind somebody just not looking in and took my foot off the brake, went, whoa, shit. You know, so I put it in park when I sneak a stop at the stoplight, man. Anyway, um, and stay, I keep a foot, I, I mean, I keep a car length between me and the person in front of me, which I notice sets a pace behind me, too, because the people behind me will start doing it, or they'll tailgate me, and then I'll push on my brakes a couple times, they'll just back off. And then it's like, and you go like, Everywhere. And I look back, and I'm like, wow, but in front of me, it's all chaos. And I'm like, oh, this is really cool. It's a lot like that when you go in the hospital to pray for somebody. It's like this space you just walk into. You know God's with you. You know God opened the door up. You, nobody can tell you any different, and, you, and you, you're following the Spirit, period, no matter what anybody says. Uh, you know, Chris is going to try to get technical and say, well, you're supposed to listen to your leaders, all this. Uh, Peter and John, man, went before, these, uh, before the council because of that very thing, and they would say, says better to listen to God than it is to man, I agree, amen, that's right, baby, amen, screw that crap, man, you know, I'm looking at these shows on TV, you know, with these different car shows and motorcycle shows and stuff, guys doing their own thing, and they're doing it their way, and I'm seeing that, that's where we're at, you got to get in that space, you have to be there, and if you're not, if you're not, and if you're searching, searching yourself out, or you've searched yourself out, you know who you are, some people are gifted to just born that way. They just know. And they, they excel. It seems like they excel so much further. And you're like, yeah, but, you know, the stuff that we go through is just as important for us because it has to be. We wouldn't go through it. I'm guarant- I'll am i guarantee you guys that a lot of the stress that we have where we have out between people, you know, where, where we're at each other's throats or something like that every once in a while. And, and so, like, that, all that is, all, most of it's just miscommunication. It's that simple. But it's also that hard, too. But we have to go through it. That's the whole point. That's why we, if you accept that, you'll realize you go, whoa, and then you'll, you'll cut down on a lot of those fights. Because sometimes you'll practice silence where you, you know, you wanted to mouth off back. You know, um, I know I deal with this stuff all the time, man. I'm like constantly going, I was a person, I was pessimistic, uh, not pessimistic, um, passive, I meant to say passive. I was a passive person, kid, when I was born, I was passive, didn't want to get any fights. <clears throat> First fight I got into. I was forced on me I was going to get beat up on the playground the next day by all the kids on the playground. My best friend told me that. I was like, all right, I went over and I fought this guy. He was taller than me. He picked his nose a lot. I had a big old pile of boogers in his desk. And I was cleaning his desk and I didn't clean his. I just left it alone. I didn't say anything. I just kept cleaning the desk. Teacher goes, why are you cleaning that? I said, go look at it. So he goes over and takes a look at it. And he looks inside and he goes, oh my gosh. He goes, yeah, don't worry about it. I'll deal with it. <clears throat> I was like, okay. So I said, just go look at it. You know? And, uh, so he wanted to beat me up for it. So my friend says, don't hit him in the nose because it'll bleed. And I said, okay. And I closed one. I was six years old, man. I'm standing there freaking, the only thing I knew how to do was wrestle at that point. Because dad put me in, had me doing wrestling and stuff. I hated wrestling. I still hate wrestling. I can't stand it. I'd rather stand there and kick the shit out of somebody than fucking have to wrestle them on the ground. Get their blood all over me. You know, <laughs> some guy's gross freaking dad and take a bath in a week kind of, you know, atmosphere. I don't know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> This is how I am, but um, <clears throat> but anyway, the um, I jumped up, I closed my eyes and jumped straight up in the Superman jump and went wham right in the nose. <laughs> I hit him in the nose. I didn't even know I hit him in the nose. I thought it was, I said Tony goes, "What did you hit him in the nose?" I go, "I aimed for his mouth." 
But that's not where the punch went. The punch went right in his nose. You know, first kid I ever punched, first person I ever hit, the first thing I ever hit. And I was kind of forcing me. I sit on my step outside my house. She's sitting there on the steps. I'm a little six-year-old boy, right, sitting on the steps, right, out in front of my house. And my mom's in the kitchen, and she's got such a, her intuition was sharp back then. And she goes, I don't want you going over there and getting in a fight with that boy, because I know what's going on, Danny. And I could hear her from in the kitchen saying that to me, and I'm on the front porch. And she's really loud. And I'm a little person, really loud. And, uh, and um, man, I'll tell you what. Uh, I was struggling with that. Obey mom, or go over there and, you know, because you got to save face. You, know, you save face. You guys have to save yourself the next day on the playground if you make it to the next day. And, you know, you're, when you're a little kid, you only think, yeah, tomorrow I'll be here. Yay! You know, <laughs> it'll be tomorrow. But, so, I really struggled with that. I had a struggled hard with that. But um, I figured that I was better than getting beat up on the playground. You know, and, oh man, yeah, and moms, they don't want their kids to fight, but I'm telling you what, you come to this earth, you have to learn to fight. You do. At least I did. And a bunch of other people did. A lot of people, everybody has to learn how to fight. But what are we really we're training ourselves for? For this w- work that we do, and that's a struggle right there. Are you going to lay hands on that person, going to pray for them? In the name of Jesus, be healed. And I just reached out and touched her. And I put my hand on her, my, well, I had my hand actually on her forehead and her shoulder. I do that a lot. Uh, it depends on where, where the Holy Spirit says to put your hand at. But it's usually the head and the, and the shoulder. Always the shoulder, though, every time. If, if he says no, there, I always put my hand on their shoulder first, and then my hand will just start moving towards their head. And I'm like, okay, and I'll feel. But then he'll have me move my hands and, and away out into the aura, the first layer of the aura, and start working in that area. And I could feel stuff in there. I feel energy coming now. Since I woke up, I feel energy more it's coming out of people and out of me uh, as well. I'm sitting here talking, and my hands are getting, they feel like magnets right now. They feel like they're magnetized. I can feel it. Somewhere in here, there's something that needs healed. Oh, it's me. Oh, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Hallelujah. No. <laughs> and um, anyway, so, the fun. <clears throat> so anyway, I prayed for it. And um, then uh, we sat there for a while. I sang a couple more songs, and. We fellowship for a little bit more longer. I was there probably about an hour, and then I came back. She had to go sleep. I had to come up. When I came back, I needed battery recharge. So I came back. Back then, I wasn't breathing, doing any breathing exercises or anything like that. Um, when I do my breathing exercises, boy, I tell you what. Oh, man. That uh, really charges me. I can do, do the Tai Chi star. Not Tai Chi, but my own version of Qigong um, that I do and pull the energy in. It's, uh, oh, wow. It's something else, man. It's something else. It, it amplifies all, everything. It amplifies everything, but it brings in a ton of energy, too. Um, universal energy, the energy from the earth, I can feel. Uh, root yourself in the earth first and focus on your feet and start breathing, and you breathe. Uh, I look at them as chambers, and then I breathe in and out of those chambers. I, you bring your breath down that far and in, in and out of your chambers and receive and plug yourself into the core of the earth and then draw up from there. I mean, look, you can't know power if you don't. I mean, it's, it's simple math. Simple mathematics if you think about punching. Where does the punch come from? It doesn't come from your arm or your... It comes from the momentum that you gain and the energy that you bring up from the ground up, up through your body and out. That's why you hit like a freaking rock, you know, and um, break through things. It's because that's where you draw it from. You draw up and out, up and through your body. You become the whip. Your hand becomes the, extent, the end of the whip. Wham! You do the punchy punch, you know, if you do snapping snap blows, especially if you do that one, man, you'll break some bones, bring it back, put a hole in somebody. You know, and, um, oh, I know, it's, 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 they're powerful, but that power comes up from the earth up through us that way. So, Julie, 
Julie got, she got, um, she got touched. This is going to be a little longer broadcast because I tangent a little bit, so, um, midweek broadcast, I guess, I don't know, or, I mean, it's Monday, so I just had this on my heart. Anyway, um, so I come home, I find out a few days, she, oh, she gets out of the hospital the next day. The next day, this has been a, a pattern now. I've been watching this go on for quite a few years now. Every time I pray for somebody, and they're in the hospital, they get out the next day, even if they say, oh, no, I'll be here seven or eight days, and I just don't know, I'm really scared, you know, and you can tell, if, I'm, I know, man, you know, I know it's like, man, being in the hospital, I've had a few, been in there a few times myself, and so, you know, I'm, I'm like, oh, and I, but I'm, never focus on that, never focus on that, you, you know what the Lord's telling you in your heart, and I'll tell them to you straight up, you'll be out of the hospital tomorrow, actually, I started that, like, five people after Julie, <laughs> I tell everybody, because they do, they get out of the hospital and I say, unless, unless there's a contention, unless there's a contention and somebody else has their will upon the, on the situation, I've watched that too, um, I experienced that with Vinny, um, and his wife and his throat, it was, it was quite the experience, and the, and the experience taught me something, that, um, that, um, sometimes we hold people in a place, see, our loved ones can hold you in a place, this is all part of the waking up thing, yeah? You guys probably suffer these things, too. I mean, think about all the different things I'm talking about and the different things that I've been through, that I've been doing, and just how much they kind of relate to all of us in some way. You know, we're, we're looking at, like, things that, like, want to keep you from waking up. That's part of this, this broadcast. It's things that want to keep you from waking up, man. There's going to be a lot of things that will come against you. They'll keep you from waking up. They'll keep you from going forward in that, in that spiritual pursuit, you know, of that oneness. You're looking for your own oneness, your oneness with God, with, with, with yourself, with life around you, you're looking for that space where there's a groove, and you lock in. You guys have felt it. You've been in the groove before. You felt it in some way, shape or form, some way or shape or form. You can search your life and say, "Yeah, I did here," you know, and you know, and, and you know. Sometimes we don't want to get back there, but it's not about going back there. You're still in the groove. There's just a lot of friction coming because there's things that want to keep you from waking up. There's things that want to keep. There are distractions. You know, I sat back and examined a lot of the distractions, and there's a lot. Check this out. If a, if a person could turn on the radio and their stereo in their house or just turn on the TV and let it, let it run and then find something that you find rhythm with where it kind of gives you a little peace like I watch car shows, I can meditate with a, that on full blast and, and completely drop out and walk out of my body and cross the field over here, and, which isn't there anymore, um, but it's there if I want it to be. <laughs> but um, the, uh, the houses across the street over here, they built into this. There was a field there. We'd go out to the field and walk through the grass when I was a kid. It was really fun. You know, it's tall grass. I really like that. You know, and you can walk out and do that. You can go out of your body and do whatever you want. You know, and but I, I'm sitting there going, I'm thinking to myself while I was meditating, I was going, why do we use peace? Why does it have to be absolutely peaceful for us to meditate? If we can meditate in chaos and, and grasp that, you know how much stronger we would be? You know, and I'm thinking that. I'm, I'm thinking this thought, and I'm hearing the Lord say, and he goes, exactly. And I went, Wow. That's amazing. So now, you know, you find, you find purpose in why is there tension around you that's like, why are people talking, always talking smack to you, you know, like your family members or something like that? Why is people down on you or something like that? Or if you're in that kind of a situation, then, you know, this is, this is going to really help you a lot. Right there, find peace. Find peace. However you got to find it, find it. But um, meditation is a really good way. I'm telling you what. Um, start working on it. Eventually you'll, you'll hit it because you'll find a rhythm in whatever's going on. You'll find a rhythm there, and then right next to the rhythm there's a quiet space. And that's where you want to step into. And that place I call Wood Doll. It's a place where your ego is completely just not in the picture. It's not involved at all. It's laying there in your body. <laughs> you know, and you're up walking around doing stuff. 
you know, and having a blast, because I'll tell you what, man, um, it's, it's good, it's good, it's really good for you, um, it's transposed a lot in a lot of areas of my life where I can, or I didn't have, like, um, stability, I can, I can find stability, um, I wonder where they're, when most people look at one thing and they say, this, this is the only way, this is how it is, period, and I come walking on the scene and go, wait a minute, I see something else going on here, and I would explain that to them, and they would say, oh, you're an idiot, or something like that, and, and, and someone would say, yeah, I, I think I agree with that, and I, I'd be like, you know, and they would think about it, and then all of a sudden it would just change that way, it would become that way, and I was like, when, I'm not, I'm not causing this. It's just because I see things from a different point of view. And a lot of times people, we only see ourselves in this narrow little box, but we're not. Everything's a wave anyway. I mean, ride a wave, you know. We get stuck in a little box and we can't ride a wave. We start sinking. We get down underneath the water and we're like, oh, we're get further and further away from that goal. And, we're, oh. and, we, and the reason why is because of all that worry we put towards, towards all that and all that doubt. And stuff it, cre- it creates a weight to, to it sinks us, but we're supposed to we're we're wave riders, people. We get up on the waves and ride the waves. You know, we're wave riders. Um, at a dream, it taught me that. In the dream, in, in the dream, I have a dra- I'm a dragon rider in a dream. Yeah, okay, I know. It sounds pretty crazy, but yeah, it's it's another realm. Because I've been there a couple times now, and it's really cool. And um, yeah, the one I was in last night, I was in two different realms last night that were. There were, were, I saw some old friends. My God, they were there too. And I was like, you guys, oh my God, it's you. Well, man, we were all jumping around, having a party and stuff. Just like, ah, it was great. Hugging each other. And man, it was good to see them too. Yeah. And that was two, two realms. I was fortunate for that. But I always noticed that it precedes something. It comes over, well, let's see, it precedes it. It comes after, anyway. It comes after, usually, like, I get attacked in the flesh by somebody and then, you know, I get railed on by somebody or something. You know, so your mom's a railer. <clears throat> Excuse my voice here. It's, it's smoky, smoky outside. It's pretty bad. Um, my um, my mom's a railer, and she she just rail right on you, Conf- confronted with some. Most times she's not right either. <laughs> That's just most times she ain't right, but it's all right though. Whatever. She's a little crazy, you know too. And um, so and it gets around a lot because I got a little brother, and they 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 just at each other's throats most of the time. It's always the same thing though. And uh, I watch this loop go. Every once in a while, it'll kind of bleed into my space too. I'm like, I'm I'm pretty mellow. I'm really, actually, really mellow. You know, I'm not looking for a fight or anything like that or anything. I'm not an idiot. I'm not freaking. I love people and I like doing business with people, man. So I don't, you know, I just go out and just hang out and you know, we, and I get along with everybody. I go out. This morning. It's weird. I get along with everybody else's parents way better than my own. How's that? And then I'm not doing. Most of the time, I'm not even doing anything. You know, I'm not. I'm not kidding you. Most of the time, I'm not doing anything. Misblamed or just or just you know, but I know what's going on. I asked the Lord about this, and I says, "Am I right about this?" I, I think I, I mean either you're showing it to me or I I thought this up. I don't know, but you know, I'm looking at the situation. And I'm thinking, is this going? Is am I supposed to be in this? What am I supposed to get out of this? You know, because there's something here to to get out of it. When I had this uh, dream, um, um, this one dream where I was locked up in a mental hospital. And, um, can I have been on a metal ward a couple times? <laughs> oh, no, actually once. I was there visiting one time, too. And I was locked up one time for crazy in public. I was too high. <laughs> I was in my teens. I was in my teens. I was too high, man. I got picked up. I was in the wrong county. I was down in California. Oh, yeah, I thought I was in Garden Grove, but I was in Orange County. <laughs> yeah, I just crossed over the line there somewhere. And 
I didn't know. I forget it was all Garden Grove. <laughs> but, yeah, it was crazy, man. Sitting on a fence. Yeah, sitting on a stone fence, anyway. <laughs> uh, too many uh, motion sickness pills. I ate too many motion sickness pills, man. And went and walked off in the days. I was in a whole other world there. <laughs> it was pretty weird, too. <laughs> it was really weird. But anyway, um, I, um, I, uh, you think about these things, you're thinking, what, what can I gain out of this? What, what am I here to learn out of this? And it, and, and the more the more you learn from that, the, the longer, the shorter the, t- the stay is for you there in that space. If, if you're meant to move or whatever, but it's the movement, too, of, of the of the in-betweens. You know, and so we always try to do patchwork. We try to patch up the relationship, try to figure out what's going on, and then go patch it up, right? But some things are, are, aren't even supposed to, we're not supposed to even, even be doing that because our focus is on that. We're not focusing on what we're going to gain out of it by being in it and, 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 and looking at it and seeing and studying it. As I'm just saying, open your eyes up, you know, whenever you're in a situation where there's, there's ought coming at you or some kind of a, a friction coming at you in your, in your movement, you know you're on the right path. You know you're on the right path. Just stay the path, man. Stay the path. Don't get off the path. Stay on it because you're on the right one. The friction's there for a reason. It's there to teach you. It's there to teach you something. And you need to get the, whatever piece of wisdom we need. We need. We need it from that. And then eventually we can move on if we got if our plans and are harder to move on. See, and I'm a, I'm a person that I like don't like to stay in one place for too long. But I, you know, I end up stuck in places for a little while. <laughs> like this town's been stuck here for a long time. In this town, but um, but I mean, I know that if I'm there, I'm supposed to be there. But right there is also a source of, there's something to learn so you, your power can come on. Your power can get straightened out so you can, you, you know who you are. You know, um, finding who you are is, is, is a lot like, you know, it's, 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 it's kin to finding your own power. Finding your, your own base, what works for you. You know, the things. So Bruce Lee put it this way, man. He said, taking on everything, hack away the unessentials. And don't label anything either. That's another one, too, we have a tendency to do that. It comes from our ancestors, Adam and Eve. They were given the, you know, Adam was naming the animals, naming the, he was naming things. God gave him the, you know, he says, what are you going to call this? And, you know, Dad, Dad's walking with Adam, man, he's in, and he's walking through the garden. He says, he goes, uh, he goes, what's that? He goes, what do you want to call it? He goes, tree. And he goes, okay, it's a tree. You know, and that's just kind of how it went. You know, the, I've, I've been looking at that for a long time. I saw it also on the pillar. One of Wisdom's pillars outside her house. That was pretty cool. That was in paradise. Oh, man, that was cool. We've got to talk about that one of these days. That was a good one. Um, so anyway, you got... You got... I had to get some water. You got to find that space, and you got to realize that you're there for a reason. You got to take, take everything from your environment, look at it, examine it, you know, pay attention to it. Um, especially what, during this time where this COVID thing's got kind of locked down, and if you're in Boise, then you're probably in your house because there's it's so smoky outside you can't breathe. Um, you know, um, so and and make sure also that you, you don't you don't get caught up in these little things like shame, guilt, um, things like that. Don't get you got to free yourself from those lower they're lower energy source anyway. They they don't give good damage, toxic energy. You don't want that. You want to stay up in it. Contentment is like the baseline from contentment on up. You want to stay in that space, that range of space. It goes all up. Um, and so you're free from anger and all that stuff in a lower, lower vibrational state. I didn't, 
feel things like I do now, but I felt them, felt them at, at a sense. It was more like pressure. Whenever I would lay hands on people in the past, so after I woke up, man, everything's like, even crystals, I can use crystals on my hands. On my, on my uh, wrists and my hands, I'll take a crystal and uh, just right an inch above my hand, our body, and I'll glide it down through there. There's an aura field right there, and it cleans all the static out. It makes my, my hands, the nerve damage that's in my hands and my wrists are, is severe. And so my hands burning most of the time. I've got bees in my hands most of the time, but they also heal too. You know, I just got to keep using them, even though my wrists don't hardly have any cartilage in them. And there's their mushy bone right in this one area right here on my left one. It's pretty messed up. And, um, it, uh, yes, we're actually really messed up. They call it rheumatoid arthritis, but it's not arthritis because they don't really have it. Before they put it under that label, they didn't have an actual, they didn't know. They, they were like, you're missing cartilage. I said, yeah, and he says, get a guy with two bad wrists. <laughs> that was Dr. Leahy that said that. Anyway, the thing is, even with that, if you keep using it, It'll get better, and you keep walking. Like you keep walking on my foot because I know that God's going to heal it. Because if you don't walk on it, how are you demonstrating faith? See, it's not that practical, you know. And take it down to its practical, very simple level, man, and work from that place up. You know, they do that in the military. They train the military base camp. Then you go out to do your your field work, right? Whatever that is. And if you're at war, then you go to war. You know, but base camp always comes to everybody first because that will that will it'll keep you alive. If you don't have that basic knowledge, you won't stay alive. That basic knowledge to keep you alive. I'm glad I was a Boy Scout because I have the basic knowledge to keep you alive. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it started there in Boy Scouts and went right, you know, and then carries again, go in the military too. Scout, scout, cavalry scout. Then didn't make it through training though. Yeah, I didn't make it too far through training, man. My blank blew my ankle out. That really messed me up. But um, I'll tell you something though. If you're waking up, you're going to have tension. It's going to come against you. It'll happen. You'll see it show up like if you go to do the work of God or if you're trying to just do something for yourself, trying to do something for somebody else, somewhere along the line, unless you go to a place where it's already facilitated. And then you may have somebody there that's trying to tell you, you know, you, you know, tell you, tell you to leave or something like that. You know, you're like, okay, so there's tension like this. These kind of tensions can happen. Those are there for a reason. Learn from them and you'll, you'll grow in wisdom. The wisdom that you actually need, there's some wisdom you need. If you're, and it's also a sign. Know this, you're waking up. You're waking up. If you're not awake, you're waking up. And what I mean by awake, you'll, you'll know. You'll know what I'm talking about. If you say, if you have the question, then you haven't woke up yet. If you have the question, you haven't woke up yet. It's that simple. So, and that's okay. That's all right, because you're waking up. Keep searching out that very thing that, that causes you to be you. Why are you you? You know, what is the it about you that's you? It's different because that's it. You need to find that because there's a lot of lost people walking around in a daze, and they haven't found themselves. They haven't found. They haven't found. They haven't realized they're waking up. There, some of them can't because of the chemical imbalances and stuff. But and I get all that. Um, those of you that got the healing gift, use it. There's a lot of people need need healed. Um, I I don't even have to lay hands on people anymore. <laughs> if I I just pray for them and then get healed. But um, I always pray the same way, you know, and that is. Thank you, Father, for always hearing me when I pray. And I ask, Father, in your name, I declare, no, I declare in your name right now, be healed in Jesus' name and touch him. If I don't have to touch him, I extend my hands towards wherever I'm at and pray for him. And I be getting calls back. Yeah, man, I got healed, I got healed, I got healed. I was like, all right, great. Keep going. But it's not just limited to that, though. You can pray for anything and do. Pray over everything. Somebody has need of something. Even if it's Social Security or something like that, I pray for people. I pray for everything, and people get their Social Security uh, lined up where they didn't have, where they had a block. There was the blocks taken out of the way, and so and I'm, I'm, I want, I'm telling you all this to encourage y'all. 
okay? Um, because uh, I'd rather be an encouragement than a discouragement. It's just enough of that already. <laughs> it's more fun being an encouragement anyway. You get a, you get a ride on the, on the waves of the wind and the wings of the spirit. We fly high, fly high. All right, everybody, this is my broadcast. I hope you got something out of it. Um, I did, getting it all off my chest. And I got more to talk about, believe me. <laughs> um, to have an out loud, out loud spoken relationship with God. Talk to him and listen for him. He'll, he's talking. He'll answer you. He'll talk to you. Papa, thank you for your presence. Thank you, Jesus, for your love. <laughs> Thanks, bud, for your friendship to you. You, you rock, man. You rock. You do. You rock, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Smiling, he's got a smile on his face. He loves you guys. Right on. This is Rev DDT, and I'm out. Yahoo! Rev DDT, Universal Broadcast. Taters. <laughs>